the we've talked about before the idea of relationships are reciprocal, not mm-hmm. equal. Right. So it's not a matter of, well, you did three things, so I'll do three things. It's a matter of, do you feel that you're getting benefit out of the relationship? And maybe the way I show my love for you um, is that I cook like crazy because that's how you really feel taken care of. Mm-hmm. And the way you show your love for me is by complimenting me all the time because I like to hear um, a lot of uh, positive things about me. So if you feel that you are in a relationship where you are receiving what you need, that is far more important than, again, as you just said, having this checklist of, you know, did you do this? Did I do such and such for you? It's reciprocal. It's not necessarily equal. This week, and perhaps a surprise to no one, men and women see chores differently. And not only do they see chores differently, but they're not equally satisfied with the way things are. Dr. Karen Sherman joins us to explain what this means. Stay tuned. I'm going to keep this short. First, thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. This will help others discover us. Also, if you like the podcast, I highly recommend visiting our website, hitchedmag.com, which is updated daily with new content and where you will find thousands of articles available anytime. Lastly, I understand that not everything we talk about applies to everyone. However, I am confident that if you go to hitchmag.com and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, that you will find at least one and probably more pieces of information each week that will help your marriage thrive. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and more at her website, drkarensherman.com. Um, so, Karen, I, I came across uh, another study, as I like to do, and... This one was about how men and women see uh, chores differently. Mm-hmm. So, um, so a new study shows that cohabitating men. So this is not necessarily married couples. So these are just mm-hmm. cohabitating people. So, and this is I should also throw it out there um, up front too. These are heterosexual couples. So uh, okay. throwing all that out there, uh, cohabitating men and women. Uh, they see housework differently. So the study looked at 204 newly cohabitating heterosexual Canadian couples between the ages of 18 and 30 years uh, old. Uh, Overall, women tended to dedicate more time to housework than did the men. Uh, However, men tended to spend more time on their professional or academic responsibilities, and that made them unavailable for a lot of the household labor. Um, the male participants in the study viewed this arrangement as fair, while the female participants did not. So why do you think that the men would believe that 
this lopsided distribution of household labor would be a fair arrangement? Well, because I think that they're looking at the whole as far as um, there's X amount of time in the day. And if each of them are doing, for lack of a better word right now, just so we can get on with the concept, grunt work, non-fun time, non-together time, um, you know, she may be doing household chores, but if he's doing academic work or professional work, it's still hypothetically for the good of advancement, which would then be for the good of the couple. So, you know, what's the difference of whether it is um, household or work-related? It's still for the good of the couple, and so he's looking at the whole of it, and he thinks it's fair. Right. And so that's really what the researchers found themselves, was that the men do look at the labor overall of both inside and outside of the household as Mm -hmm. part of their contribution. Um, So here we are, 2019. It is that a fair way to look at things and look at the is to look at this bigger picture or should we you know be a little more woke as it were and look at no 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 uh and almost all modern day couples both partners work and both partners rest their head under the same roof at night so why shouldn't the household work be divvied up equally what do you think of that Well, I think that you have just said a key factor of, is she working? Okay, Mm -hmm. so this is going to make me very unpopular as a woman. But if she is not working, then I think you do have to look at the whole pie. And, you know, before, in the last question you asked me, I said, look at the time that's spent playing or being with each other. Mm -hmm. And if... Um, the rest of the time, let's say hypothetically, there's 20% of time that is for relaxation and 80% of the time will take away, we'll forget about sleeping and eating and things like that. But 80% of the time is on doing things that are chore-like. Okay. Then I do think that's fair, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Now, if she's working and then it's assumed that In addition to her outside work, she has to also do the household chores, and he doesn't help with that. That I don't think is fair. Mm -hmm. But I think that you have to look at everything that has to get done, and then it should be a split as to – it doesn't become lopsided. It just becomes who's taking care of what. Right. But if it's it's for the betterment of the relationship and it's not fun activities or together activities, then I think it should be um, even. And, you know, I mean, hypothetically, it would be lopsided if she were home all the time, not working, and he worked. And then in addition to his working, he also used some extra time for uh, academics, studying academics. And then in addition to that, he also did household chores. Mm -hmm. That would be lopsided also. Right. So as I said, you know, as a uh, women's advocate, people will be angry at me for saying that. But I look at the whole picture as well. So, so I'm going to go off the rails a little bit on the questions that I had sent you before we started. Um, Okay. and, And this is in line with what I had sent you, but, um, 
So I think one of the things that is brought up in the study in particular is the fact that so if the so let's just say that the woman um, doesn't do as much outside of the home as the mm-hmm. man does, mm-hmm. um, but she it d- does do the majority of the household work, mm-hmm. and it's like well of it seems like a fair division of labor because he's doing more on the outside. She's doing more on the inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the part of the conversation that I'm taking this off the rails is so, but what if like, so he is able to advance himself outside mm-hmm. of the home. Um, mm-hmm. and because she is, um, shackled to, to these house right. work, she is not able to, uh, extend her academics or extend, um, you know, spend more time in the office to get that promotion that she's been wanting or whatever, even though that, uh, you know, even though he's doing more outside right now, she, her opportunities, I guess you could say would be limited by that. Um, and well, no, that's not fair either. Right. Okay. We're okay. The, the situation I was posing that I was responding to is that she's at home. She has nothing else that is uh, pressing on her. Right. And he's working and he also has opportunities for academic advancement. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you then say she has an opportunity for academic advancement, then that gets put into the pie as far as splitting up the time. And and I guess this gets into one something that you say have said previously about living together and cohabitating and things, which is the slide mm-hmm. versus decide. Because I mm-hmm. think um, opportunity is something that you create. And so if this mm-hmm. is something that you decided and you as a couple are cool with it, then like then that's cool, right? Like what's to complain yeah. about? And but if it's not something you really decided on. Um, and while they're not, might not be necessarily a quote unquote opportunity, um, but there is an interest, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that has to be discussed because the opportunity would come after she explored that interest in something. Absolutely. You know, then, then it's like, well, oh, well she has, <laughs> uh, you know, the, these degrees or this, this education or certificate or whatever, uh, that's when the opportunities arise. Absolutely. And I think what you just brought up is really significant for me, that none of what I'm suggesting is written in stone. It has to be a constant conversation and flowing, so to speak. The arrangement has to be flowing um, so that if now the woman has more opportunities, he may end up taking more of the household chores Mm -hmm. or You know, perhaps there's a certain period of time where, let's say, one of them have parents who are really ill and they need to devote a lot of time to the parents. Well, at that point, there may be a shift again where the other one picks up a little bit more of the activities at home in order to help support the necessity to take care of the parents and not being able to do as as one normally does. I don't think this has to be fixed. I think this has to be something where you're constantly working with each other and taking into account all the different responsibilities that each one has. That's a, you know, I'm so glad you brought that is such a really great point. um, Because I do think a lot of people get into their roles and fail to communicate the 
the, the way that the tide kind of shifts, uh, throughout the year. And so mm-hmm. while you might be responsible for the household, um, for the majority of it, at least throughout the year, uh, anybody who knows anything about running a household also understands that guess what? During the holidays, it gets a little crazier. Yes. You start baking a little more. You start having a little more company. You have to pick up more. You got to decorate and take things down and put things up. And like, there's just so Mm -hmm. much that more that goes along with it. Um, and you can throw in travel and like all sorts of stuff that would complicate it. So, um, having this like quote unquote fixed relationship of like, well, that's your job, not mine right. is ridiculous, particularly I when agree. you consider that you are on the same team and you want it to work for both of you. That's correct. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Well, I was, uh, <laughs> I, I was expanding on your, your fantastic point. Um, and, and like, I, I feel like, um, I, I really enjoy this topic particularly because I'm the one that handles the majority of the household work and in, mm-hmm. in my house. Um, but, uh, to, to the point that we're just talking about, sometimes I have deadlines, um, like mm-hmm. big deadlines and I will tell my wife like, Hey, I, I'm not going to be able to do this thing that I normally do. Uh, would you mind doing it? Or are you okay if I just put it off? Um, and, and, you know, we can handle that as opposed to these like broken expectations, uh, which right. makes things so right. much easier and avoids a lot of conflict, I, I think. Sure. And Richie and I shift from day to day. You know, um, on certain days, I have more obligations, and so he'll empty the dishwasher and he'll make the bed. And on another day, he's got obligations, which might even include that he was golfing that day. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, my obligation may have been that I was playing canasta that day. And on that day, you know, I'm folding the laundry. So it's really very fluid between the two of us. And we understand, as you said before, that we're on the same team and we're trying to work together to make the household run. And it's not a matter of, well, you were supposed to do A, B, and C, and I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z. And so therefore, you know, it didn't get done because you didn't do it. Yeah. I, I feel like we've talked about this in the past, but the, um, the whole, how, how it's not productive to keep score in a, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. If you're out there and you have a scoreboard, a mental scoreboard, let's say, and, uh, you, you keep marking points about who does what and when and all that, like, that's just not going to be a very productive thing. Um, right. And it all go, also goes in, Steve, which I think we were going to start to talk about this, is the we've talked about before the idea of relationships are reciprocal, not equal. Right. So it's not a matter of, well, you did three things, so I'll do three things. It's a matter of, do you feel that you're getting benefit out of the relationship? And maybe the way I show my love for you um, is that I cook like crazy because that's how you really feel taken care of. Mm-hmm. And the way you show your love for me is by complimenting me all the time because I like to hear um, a lot of uh, positive things about me. So if you f- 
feel that you are in a relationship where you are receiving what you need, that is far more important than, again, as you just said, having this checklist of, you know, did you do this? Did I do such and such for you? It's reciprocal. It's not necessarily equal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny because I I just brought up this, like, don't keep score kind of a thing, but I do feel Mm -hmm. there's an importance to self-awareness about what is happening in the relationship. So not necessarily keeping score, but understanding that you have needs as does your spouse and, yes. and those should be acknowledged. And uh, it's funny because my wife and I, Jess, uh, she, we've had conversations about, uh, you know, I really need you to do these things or I, I really appreciate it when you do this. And mm-hmm. it's, it's funny because uh, Jess will do something for me and she will point it out like, see, I listened. I did this thing mm-hmm. because this is how I show my love to you. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit of a joke, um, but I also hear it, you know, and she has the self-awareness to recognize that these are things that I need mm-hmm. um, and she delivers on them. So it, it's, you know, it's not necessarily keeping score at all, actually. But it is acknowledging the needs within the relationship. Yes, yes. And likewise, it's important that if you don't feel your needs are being heard, it's not a matter that your mate should be a mind reader, but that you let your mate become aware that you are feeling that some of your needs aren't being heard. I was just having a um, a session with a client where... I was encouraging him to speak up about what his needs are um, and not laid on her that, you know, somehow she's missing the boat, but that he needs to be able to be more verbal about, you know, things that he feels he would like more out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's funny. So I was just speaking with somebody earlier in the week about uh, their marriage and they, she's been married. This is her second marriage and she had been married, uh, her second marriage, they've been married for like 20, 30 years or something, but the first marriage didn't work. And she said at the end of the relationship, they went to counseling and they, the counselor was like, well, did you, did you say, did you tell your spouse that? And Mm -hmm. no, Mm -hmm. I no, And and she was like, and it was such an epiphany that it never dawned on her to actually communicate the needs or desires and wants. And I'm sure you get this a hundred times a day. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it seems so simple, but, um, it's one of those things that we constantly overlook. Um, yeah. So, um, so I, I feel like we've kind of covered the idea that having a lopsided distribution of labor isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, d- do you have any tips on how a couple can recalibrate their roles if they're not happy with the current situation of things? Well, it's my usual suggestion. I think they need to talk to each other uh-huh. and not blame it on the other person. Start out by saying, you know, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but my sense is that, you know, some of my needs are not being met or there's a little bit of an inequality that's been going on or I've been feeling like there's um, a lot that I've been handling and I'd like to talk about. Um, you know, making it, you know, having you pull a little bit more weight. But again, not attacking the other person because we know where that gets it. The person's going to get defensive and it's not going to, you know, go very well. Mm -hmm. So would you start with um, talking about how 
how you personally feel overwhelmed or you need more time or you would like to spend more time, you know, like I would like to go back to school or I would like to spend more time outside the house or whatever it might be to prevent them from feeling attacked. Yes. Yeah. You, for any discussion, Mm -hmm. you want to talk about your needs, your feelings. It's not selfish. Uh, It is being a little vulnerable and that's scary to a lot of people. But um, if you put it on yourself, then you're not uh, making the other person feel they've done something wrong and they're much more likely to be open to hearing you. Yeah. And, um, and I know I've said this a hundred times and you've said it a a thousand times that when you, when you start a conversation that way, they can't disagree with how you feel. That's right. They, they just have to, I mean, that is why it's so effective because they can't say like, no, you don't feel that way. Um, so just, just a a tip we continue like to, to drill home because these things, uh, these things matter. These little, these little communication tips. Um, okay, Karen, it's the, it's that time of the show. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I think we've really covered it. You know, I think the most important thing again is, um, not to assume that your partner just knows automatically, uh, is a mind reader. Um, and so don't go in if, if you are feeling there's, um, some things you'd like to clarify, don't go in the attitude of, you know, you should know this or how did you let this happen or blah, blah. Just say, you know, you've been so busy lately. Um, this may not have occurred to, or you may not realize that, you know, I had some of these thoughts lately that I'd like to go back to school or there's an opportunity I'd like to pursue. Um, it's always, you know, more to you adva- your advantage to go in with an attitude of um, enlightening your partner as opposed to feeling like they've been doing something uh, working against you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do something that I don't do usually, which is I'm going to add one thing. You're- Good. Yes. So, um, I, as I mentioned, like I'm responsible for the majority of the household work. So I, I cook, I do mm-hmm. the dishes, I do the laundry, like all that stuff. Right. Um, but, um, I'm still a busy guy. Like I, I have a lot of projects, um, hitched and a lot of outside stuff that I do. Yeah. And, I know. <laughs> right. Right. And, uh, and, and, and Jess is like crazy busy, um, with a day job and a very successful podcast of her own. And, um, so we're super busy and it got to a point that, um, I wasn't able to do all the household work that I would have mm-hmm. otherwise liked to have done. And we, after arguing about this, like repeat, it was like the, the only thing that we would ever argue about and like mm-hmm. in, in earnest, you know, um, and it was it was cleaning the house, and so mm. long story short, we decided to just get a house cleaner uh, that would come. Look at that! <laughs> and it solved everything. Like it solved all the problems that we were having because it was like, look, I'm too busy, she's too busy, and throwing a little bit of money at the problem actually solved the problem. Yeah. And yeah. so I just wanted to throw it out there that sometimes you're both busy, and I'm sure for a lot of people out there, uh, you're both really busy, and sometimes it's it's just not possible, even though it's like, yes, I'm capable of cleaning my own toilets. I just don't have 
the free time or if I did have the free time, right. that's not how I want to spend it. Right. Uh, Cause then I don't have that break that I do think is super important. So, um, I just want to throw that out there. Well, it was a good, it was a good addition. Thank you. <laughs> my, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, okay. So that, that, that will do it. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure and always insightful. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, before we go, I want to remind you one last time that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Of course, you can find it on our website, hitchedmag.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it there. So, uh, until next time, that's going to do it until, uh, next week. Take care, everybody. Explode. We're on top of the world tonight.